fine. Like we're all in this together. If you want to get off, I want to help you. But when it comes to Christians, it's like this, like kind of tongue in cheek, like don't say anything about it. Like right. don't, don't like. We kind of have a don't ask, don't tell policy. Exactly. Church, Instead right? of just saying like straight up, like, hey, most guys probably in the church that you go to are struggling with porn and they're just too afraid to say anything because they don't want you to see them as a failure. But if you just come out and say, I don't see you as a failure. I just see you as somebody who needs help and I'm here to help you. Right. Welcome to Biblical Lenses, a podcast that explores the how and why of living as a Christian in a pop culture world. Movies, art, people, everything is up for debate nothing is held back. In each episode, we explore a topic through conversation, banter, and the Bible to try to get to the truth of the matter. We're not pastors or scholars. We're just regular Christians trying to understand the world through the lenses of the Bible. Hey guys, welcome to Biblical Lenses. Uh, This is part two of our conversation around pornography and pornography addiction. Um, We really enjoyed this conversation and uh, we hope you guys do as well. We're going to include the same resources in the show notes uh, this week as we did last week. Um, We really hope you guys uh, learn a lot. We certainly uh, learned a lot uh, in this episode, so I hope you guys enjoy. Some people had a, a hard time taken the fact that they went to porn conventions they can't do that and they had a great point they're like but like are you telling me jesus didn't like minister to prostitutes yeah he did right he ministered to people in the sex industry why would we not and to do that you got to go where they are yeah this is just ministry and they had all sorts of things that they would be above reproach and have protection and do so on and so forth but some people had a problem with that some people didn't some people, the majority of the people had a major problem with the fact that Craig Gross, the founder of Triple X Ministries or Triple X Church, went on tour with Ron Jeremy, one oh, of the most yeah. prolific porn stars, yeah. to do a series of talks about the porn industry. And they became really good friends and they would like lovingly debate on stage from opposite viewpoints. Yeah. And they did that and they went, you can't do that. Yeah. Now you are just being friends with them. And yeah. it's like. Sorry, uh, Jesus was pretty good friends with that Mary lady, right? Yeah. Pretty good friends. Yeah, um, yeah but he's friend, still yeah. it's friend like, of sinners, right? Right. You know, so like, like yeah. he, a lot of people that was, there was like too much for them. Yeah. Right. But anyways, we got on this long tangent about like Triple X Church, but it, the 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 idea was that um, that there are people that are ministering in like in these avenues. Yeah. Uh, and it's an unhealthy uh, space, and yeah. that's they're like we see brokenness here, mm-hmm. and we want to pour into that. But um, the desensitization says like, hey, like I can't, I I, I need more, I need more, I need more. Yeah. Like that was the main point we were talking about was like the desensitizing. But I want to move on. Let's talk. Yeah. Can we talk really quickly about some stats? Yeah, because I have a couple pulled up, yep. and um, I'm going to mention some stats that we pulled off of a really fantastic website called fightthenewdrug.org. Yeah, they have tons of resources. And they're focused not even necessarily from a biblical standpoint. Yeah. They're 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 from a scientific standpoint, mm-hmm. from a like psychological standpoint, and just from a like maybe even just like a, a justice kind of standpoint. Uh-huh. So here's a few facts that they kind of pull. Um, studies have found that frequency of porn use correlates with depression, anxiety, yep. stress, and social problems. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, studies have found that frequency of porn use correlates with, oh, I already read that one. Sorry. There are a clear difference in, in brain activity mm-hmm. between patients who have compulsive sexual behavior and healthy volunteers. Not, not only that, like, so I'll just put little caveats onto each sure. one of these that you read. Um, like they are finding that it, an addiction to porn is essentially the same as addictions to certain, uh, certain drugs, right? Like cocaine, stuff like that. Absolutely. It basically it, it, 
rewires your brain so that your neural receptors get the uh is it endorphins that they want right from looking at porn just the same as they're like like okay as soon as i feel cocaine hit the system Mm -hmm. i know what that feels like i know what's coming same thing like as soon as you open up this web page or that web page right i know what's coming i'm ready i can access that portion of the brain easier Mm -hmm. and it's just making faster connections there that's why it is it is harder to unwire yourself from porn sure. then like say saying like oh i struggle with lying or with this or Absolutely. that it's like it is literally giving you a pleasure sense when you do this kind of thing and and once again like that's why i do feel more compassion towards those that are addicted to substances like that cuz it's like you do have a chemical reaction in your brain that's harder to say no. Right, which goes back to our verse we mentioned in 1 Corinthians that sins committed sexually are against your own body. Like yeah. you said, doctors will say, it's, here's, you want to hear something crazy? This is not even the Bible proving yeah. this to you. This is just modern medical like science, science proving yep. this, is that if you open up the brain of somebody who is heavily addicted to porn, you will see tracks mm-hmm. that have been dug in mm-hmm. spaces of the brain that should not be there. Yeah. So if we were to say, oh, open up a body of a smoker, their lungs are black and filled with yeah. tar, obviously healthy versus pink lungs, yeah. or excuse me, unhealthy versus pink lungs that are healthy. Yeah. You open up two brains of cadavers. One has not had a porn addiction, the other did, and there's a distinct difference. Yeah. So the Bible said this, Thousands of years before doctors yeah. physiologically like found out this evidence that sinning sexually, it hurts your own body yeah. and it, it causes something in you that's incredibly like uh, unhealthy. And this is not even to mention the fact that first Peter chapter two says, I urge you as foreigners to and exiles abstain from sinful desires, which wage war against your soul. Yeah. Now we have sexual desires. Mm-hmm waging war against your body and your soul. Yeah. That's like a double threat. That's yep. that's a horrible thing to partake in. And so, uh, I, and I think one of the interesting facts, um, and you were just kind of talking about this, is porn use, check this out, um, fact has, uh, this is a fact, porn use has been found to influence some users' sexual preferences, mm-hmm. leaving them wanting what they've seen on screen and significantly less satisfied with sex in real life. Yeah. So check this out. Um, again, no, I'm not even going to pull from the Bible. Yeah. I'm going to prove this with like secular sources. Yeah. Um, I watched a fantastic video uh, of a guy. I'm going to have to find the link and like we'll put it in the description. But he, um, kind of like, I remember the video watching it years ago, kind of a bro dude. Yeah. Kind of like visor, like golf visor, like Bud Light in hand, yeah. kind of bro dude. Okay. And he was talking about um, how he could no longer become sexually aroused. Yeah. And it was because he was watching porn every day. Yeah. And masturbating to pornography every day. So he went on Reddit. He found a subreddit for people who want to quit watching pornography and masturbating. And they were all in a subreddit encouraging each other to quit masturbating for 60 to 90 days to heal your brain and your body. And they were like their own support group. And after 60 to 90 days, it was like he had to detox. Yeah. He was then able to become sexually aroused again. Okay. So can I just, before you go on any further, because you just, please, um, that's something that I've actually really had a problem with the church about. Okay. Ooh, Ooh, church gripe. I know. I'm excited. Yeah. Hey, how unbelievably, and I think, I actually don't think that this is like most churchgoers, I think are are pretty understanding when it comes to like addictions like that, right? Okay. Like, like, um, but I do feel like there's just this weird undertone of like, like 
we have tiered addictions. Ooh, so it's, yes. it's like, oh, if you're addicted to pornography and you're married, like if you're a, if you're a young, like, like high school kid, we get it. it's like, we get it. Like you've right. got a lot of like testosterone coursing through your vein. Like right. you're trying to explore your body, like all that crap. Right. right. Even the but, Bible says useful, useful yep. lust. If you're it's like, okay. if you're some 40 year old guy married two kids and you're addicted to pornography, all of a sudden it's like, Oh man, like, and, and there's just this shame that's about it kind of in, and not that I would want the church to all of a sudden be like, Hey, like bring it up. Like if you're addicted to porn, like whatever, like, okay, cool. But it's like, at the same time, I feel that there's so like so many people in the world have normalized porn now because Mm. the statistics say like 80% of men or 90% of men are addicted to pornography. And so the world goes, Cool. Most of us are doing it. That means that nine out of 10 guys that I'm standing next to in the subway are probably looking at porn. Right. So I just understand you're looking at porn. That's, that's fine. Like we're all in this together. If you want to get off, I want to help you. But when it comes to Christians, it's like this, like kind of tongue in cheek, like don't say anything about it. Like right. don't, don't like, we kind of have a don't ask, don't tell policy. Exactly. Church, Instead right? of just saying like straight up, like, Hey, most guys probably in the church that you go to are struggling with porn and they're just too afraid to say anything because they don't want you to see them as a failure. But if you just come out and say, I don't see you as a failure. I just see you as somebody who needs help and I'm here to help you. Right. And I think that's why, like, honestly, it's whenever you go to like a men's conference or like a youth workers conference sure. or anything, it always ends up being like one of the nights is like, Hey, we're going to talk about porn. Got are you addicted? And it's yeah. like, guys are just like, and it's always that first guy that stands up. And then the entire stadium is standing up because they're just like, all the guys are like, yep, that's me too. And it's like, that's the place that they feel comfortable to talk about it, but they don't feel comfortable to talk about it in their own look, like in their own church where they can get the most help. Why? Because I, I think the reason is because we have like a constant shame of sin. And here's the truth. You, we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast started, but it's, it's time to jam this in there, which is um, that the longer that we go with unconfessed sin, yeah. undealt with sin, the more ashamed we are of it. And the more the enemy speaks into our life and yeah. says, keep it hidden. Yep. No one will understand. You can't confess that. You can't bring that out. They would have understood 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. They won't understand now. Yeah. Right. We are afraid to confess sin. And that's the exact opposite of what the Bible says. The Bible says that we are to confess our sins before God and man. Yeah. And that that is a healthy, good and right thing. The yeah. Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if we want to be wise yeah. and attack our problems with such wisdom, we have to do it underneath the umbrella of God desires that I walk in righteousness. Yeah. He desires that I walk in the light as he is in the light. Yeah. And so we got to bring these things out. We got to drag these things out into the yeah. spotlight and just confess them. Yep. And so I know that years and years ago, uh, that when I confessed my porn addiction to my wife, I know that I remember distinctly how scary that was for me. Yeah. I remember how disgusted she was with me because she didn't understand it at the time because uh-huh. most people don't, especially yeah. women. I'm yeah. speaking in generalities. Most women don't have an understanding of how men think and process sex mm. and, and are like those needs yeah. and desires in us. So she thought it was disgusting. So both of us had to do some repositioning of our hearts to say she had to say i understand that this is an addiction you have i want to walk with you in this so you can find healing and i had to say i don't want this want anymore and so man it's dude i've been i've been so thankful for the healing that i've received Mm -hmm. but 
so many people don't have that because they're afraid that they'll lose their chip. I mean, I'm going to go deep right now and probably tick some people off. Yeah. There are pastors out there. Oh, yeah. How many pastors in the pulpit are addicted to porn? Oh, yeah. So many because yeah. we don't, we hate the taste yeah. on our tongue of a pastor who's sinful just like us. Yeah. We want him to be better. We yeah. want him to be perfect. Mm. We don't want to say out loud, you should be like just as perfect as Jesus. Yeah. But internally we're going, but shouldn't you? Well, I mean, we're, we're pedestaling pastors, right? Exactly. So it's, it's, it, we always put a pastor on and, and I will, so I will say this, like I, um, uh, Charles Spurgeon wrote a phenomenal book lectures to my students. And in that one of his lectures is basically just prefacing the fact that like as pastors, you, you do need to be above reproach. Like as right, pastors, of course. you're whole, you're held to a much higher standard. And even in like, what, what was this? Like 1890, he talks about a great sin in the pastoral ship, which is men being addicted to either sex or pornography. Right. And this is, I mean, back before iPhones, this is back before television. This is back like, so it's like, you know, like pastors have been struggling with this for many, many years. And, and I do agree that like pastors, you have to be above reproach. What I don't like, and this is something that I actually was really impressed with in our, in our old church was like, when a pastor has a failure, it's basically like the rest of the congregation saying like, well, your career's over. Like you right. will never be a pastor again. And it's like, exactly. okay, you can't like, like you can have a failure, overcome that failure mm -hmm. and get back in. I don't think that you should continue to be a pastor and also struggle with actively struggle with pornography. I think right. that you need to take time off. Of course. Get help, get of course. healing. I would say that for anybody, but, but we look at and, and I wasn't trying to necessarily take the conversation straight to pastors yeah. as much as once somebody does confess, we see them as uh, uh, broken merchandise. Right. Mm -hmm. We look at them when we go, yep. you're broken to me. Yeah. I'll never not look at you now and think you're a pornographer yeah. like that. You are addicted to this thing. I'll always judge you. And that is exactly what Jesus spoke out against, which is I no, no, no. I want them to confess their sins. Yeah. I want to be the friend of sinners so that they know they can come to me, confess those sins yeah. and be made whole and right and have healing. Yeah. And, and while we're on the topic of healing, healing looks different for different people. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, like for Craig Gross, founder of Triple X Church, he's able to stand in the midst of a pornography convention with his wife in tow yeah. and minister to porn stars who are naked and doing all sorts of illicit things. Yeah. That, that can't be me. Yeah. That I like I, I have healing, but yeah. I can't I can't stand in the midst of a porn convention. Yeah. I'm, that's asking for trouble from me. Well, so like there are yeah. different forms of healing for people and we shouldn't put our own vision of healing on other people. Yeah. It must be like that. It's not, that's not right. Well, and I think like, and this is something that, you know, so speaking of just healing, like I think a lot of times with, especially with pornography, like you think, you know, it's going to go one, away one day. Like I'll just, I'll just suppress it enough and I won't do it enough. And all of a sudden, like, you know, one day I'll wake up and I just won't have lustful desires in my heart anymore. It's like, that's not true. Like not I've, I've been, you know, free from pornography for a couple of years now. And I can like every week, it seems like have some sort of idea that will trigger to another memory that all of a sudden it's like, like my mind's wandering and I'm like, I need to check myself and realize like I'm. I'm being tempted to look at porn again. And so it's like, it's a constant battle. And, and it's one of those things that I've always said, like, Lord, I just love, like, I'd love for you to erase my memory, you know, right. like erase know. those memories, erase those, this, but it, it's not the way that it is, you know? And, and we, we were talking a little bit before this started. It's just like, 
you know, like well, we were talking about Paul and the thorn in the flesh, not saying that his thorn in the flesh was, was porn or lust, but like, mm. that's definitely my thorn in the flesh. Sure. And it's like, and I asked the Lord, like, I just like, whatever needs to happen, I would love to forget this. Right. But at the end of the day, like, that's not the way it is. And I, and I have to understand that like I can praise the Lord while also, while also still battling this temptation every single week of my life. Right. You know, but I just want to encourage the people that might be struggling with it. And they think like, cause there are some people like, like Craig gross says like, Hey, I can stop and I will never like, there are some people that were addicted to alcohol and they can walk into bars, get a drink, sure. never be addicted to, to drinking again. There's some people that's like, I cannot, I literally cannot can't even walk down the street yep. where the bars are. I can't even watch them. And like taking it back to pornography, like I can't even watch a movie that has a sex scene or exactly. else my hands down my pants. So, and I'm not like no joke. Like, uh, and we talked about it earlier, we mentioned it, but like we were watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. And Shakira and J Lo came out mm-hmm. and I'm going, okay, like I'm trying to like watch and I'm going, I can't. So I'm now I'm just looking at my phone. Yeah. And then at one point I'm like, is it safe? I look back up and J Lo is literally on a stripper pole. Yeah. And I'm going, Back down to my phone. Yep. I can't even look because for me, I know my limits. Yeah. And at least I've been given the healing enough to go, just pick up your phone, bro. Yeah. And just just read a blog post or yep. something like that to keep your mind off. So there is different forms of healing. But I did want to throw a resource out because this is a big one when I was kind of like overcoming my addiction. Um, the book called Every Man's Battle yep. uh, by Stephen Arterburn yep. um, was a huge one because it made me and my wife read it with me, made me realize that like, the common battle for all men is a lust battle. Yeah. That's why, that's why we see it happen so much. That's why we see pastors fail because they're men. Yeah. We see like husbands like have struggles in their marriage because we're men. Yeah. Like, so every man's battle really is the, the battle of lust, which yeah. takes its form in pornography where and this is not a new idea. Yeah. I want to make sure people understand this. We have internet pornography mm-hmm. today, but yeah. before it was like Playboy magazine and Hustler. And then thousands of years before that, it was easy access to temple prostitutes. Yeah. So the Bible has a lot to say about access to uh, to exercising your lustful desires yeah. whenever you see fit. I was literally just reading Genesis the other day. What does Judah do as he's walking down the road? Yeah. He, by accident like thinks that his daughter-in-law is a temple prostitute, hooks up with yeah. her, ends up impregnating her. Yeah. So it's it, it's in the pages of scripture from Genesis all the way to Revelation. It's a struggle. Yeah. And and you can say, well, they didn't have it as bad as we did now. It's like, no, there was kind of like hundreds of temple prostitutes laying naked, beckoning you into the temple yeah. to partake in oh, a form of sexual worship. It would literally be like you walking down the streets of New York today and there's just like a bunch of basically beautiful women that are just standing out in front of a building naked and saying like, Hey, you want to have sex? Like, right. Hey, want to have sex? It's like, so, and I think a, a good point that you made before we started, this was just like, you know, one of the best stories, best well-known stories of this is, is David, oh. uh, you know, just sitting up in his palace and he looks down over do? his palace and there's just some lady bathing naked. And he's just like, like that's, if that's not a, a clear description of what pornography is, yep. you don't get any more clear than that. He saw you know? that nipple. He was done. <laughs> he <laughs> pulls out his, you know, his, uh, saw that nipple his and he was done. 500 BC binoculars just, you know, right. scopes and in. And what did he do? Yep. What did he do? He, he peers, he looks, he enjoys, and then he swipes right. her up. Well, he yep. swipes her yeah. up. <laughs> Swipes right yeah. on Bathsheba. So yeah. he swipes right on Bathsheba. What does that lead him to do? 
all sorts of yep. dubious things. And he it, kills Uriah. Oh. He like he lies. He's yep. oh so much sin, and he has to be called out for it. Yeah. He here's what I think is really interesting about the story of David, right? In context of this addiction to lust, addiction yeah. to pornography, he got down that slippery slope where while somebody is speaking his own life and story back to him, yeah, he's going. Yeah, that sounds wrong. Yeah. And that that friend of his had to go, that's you, fool. Yeah. yeah. And he went, oh my gosh, I'm just now aware that that's yeah. me. So uh, I think it's a great biblical point to, to state that like we can be so desensitized to it yeah. that we start to go, it's probably okay, right? Yeah. Isn't it all right? Like I was just talking to a guy the other day and he's battled slash kind of like overcome his addiction to porn. Yeah. But now his wife's pregnant. Yeah. You know, wives are not feeling very sexy from month three to month nine. A lot of vomit, a lot of morning sickness, a lot of big belly. As husbands, we love our wives. We we continue to enjoy them into their pregnancy, but they don't feel it. So a lot of husbands go months and months and months without having that intimacy with their beloved brides. And I had to... preface him and go brother if you're about to like maybe go on a long stretch yeah don't go back yeah you're about to go three four five six months maybe without that intimacy that you so desire and need don't go back yeah Yeah. don't look back at what you used to do to satisfy yourself yeah okay thanks for the warning yeah because i just know it's coming yeah and and yeah and once again like and that's that's the different I don't want to go too much longer on this, but like that's the difference between I would say where you got to always keep up your guard, right? Like, Oh yeah. Especially with pornography. Like you always got to keep up your guard um, because there are certain things like you can, you know, in order to, well, I don't know. This is maybe a bad example, but like in order to get get alcohol, I, I always relate it to alcohol because I think that's the other big thing that we struggle that we can struggle with as Christians. Okay, it's like in order to you know like it's an easy accessible to get one. alcohol, you have to you have to physically get up, like get out of your house, right. go down to a bar or a liquor store, get that you know, and then go either home or oh, there's you steps know, you got to take. It's like, you got to take it. But with pornography, it's literally just like, you can see something, especially nowadays, pick up your phone and it's right there. So it's like, there is, there is way less steps that you actually have to do way, way less opportunity for it's you to stop. very accessible addiction. Yep. And so when you're saying that kind of stuff, like you have to be on your guard, like it can be as something as easy. And I know for, for me just personally, it can be as something as easy as like, I'm just at work and all of a sudden, you know, something comes up on a screen and it's like my brain immediately makes 15 connections. Right. And I'm and I'm there. Yeah. Right. And so it's like and and I thought it was really interesting. Like it sounds really stupid and childish, but you gotta get good at balancing your eyes where you see something and you just immediately like you said, like Shakira, yeah. J Lo, like you see it immediately down. Like down. see it immediately over. And it's like if you get real good at it, you will start like people will start noticing, like, hey, you don't actually look at you know, stuff like that. Like, right. you don't, you know, and it's, it's you got to get good at that though. And that's a, that's a muscle that you have to exercise. You know, so, um, and I think we should probably land this plane here pretty soon. Yeah. But uh, I remember the moment when my wife and I had been walking through the, the pornography addiction thing and the healing mm-hmm. for a while. Um, we'd read the books, we'd, you know, praying about a lot together, confessing yeah. a lot, lots of accountability partners, lots of just stuff going on. And I remember 
I had to work at that. I had to work at like controlling my eyes and, and having self-control and, yeah. um, you know, all the, all those things. And I remember one night we were like watching a movie with a group of friends, yeah. um, in our living room and a scene came on that again, um, probably to most people wouldn't have been seen as sexual yeah. or pornographic, but to me it was like, this is, this is towing the line. Yeah. Right. And I remember just looking down and looking away. Yeah. And I remember hours later after everyone left our house, I remember like getting into bed and my wife looking at me and going, I saw you look away. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. And I got to tell you, like that was a greater satisfaction than indulging in the moment. Yeah. It, it was when I realized that walking in righteousness and even if you want to call it overprotective, fine. But walking in an overprotective way made my wife, who I love so much, proud of me. Yeah. And that was a good feeling. That was a feeling where I was like, this is what righteousness yields. Yeah. Right? Like you sow into it when you reap it. Oh, yeah. It feels fantastic. Oh. And, and, and that's just like, that's my final point is like, I know... I, and and I, I have to be careful with the word I use here, but like, I know the feeling, the false feeling, let's do that, of joy. Yeah. Of satisfying yourself whenever you want because you feel like you deserve it. Yeah. I know the, that feeling. I'm yeah. aware of it. But I also know the feeling of putting in the hard work that takes longer, yeah. that yields much better gains yeah. in the end. The first one is cheap mm-hmm. and it doesn't last. And the second one, the biblical way of walking in righteousness yields great fruit and joy in your life. It really does from personal experience. Yeah. I mean, like, so just thinking about, well, so, so something funny that, um, it's talking about like, Hey, just doing anything that you can right. to especially make your wife feel like comfortable. Sure. Like I am the most childish when it like any, any sort of like, yeah, even are. in the, even in the movie theaters, like when a sex scene comes on or something like that, like my wife's hands go over my eyes. Like I'm an eight year old child, like immediately. And like, you'll see, like you will see adult men, like look at me, like, what are you bro? Eight. And I'm like, yeah. Hey man, like if this makes my wife feel comfortable about like how, like where we're at, like then I, I want her to do that. Right. But like, do you know what I do? I make a goofy sound when I look away. <laughs> if I see something kind of coming, like I, I'm on the screen, I go, Ooh, and I look away. I make a weird, like dodo bird sound. And I turn away. <laughs> bro, it's just so funny. Cause it's like, yeah, you'll, I mean, my eyes get shut anyways, but you'll just see my wife's hands like, shh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so anyways, that being said, you know, I, the one thing that I was thinking about and, the, and that I wanted to kind of tell people was I think a lot of times too, uh, guys and girls, like they can use pornography addiction and they, and they, there's always like some sort of, you know, genesis to it or start to it where it's like, um, you know, oh, this happened to me. And I think a lot of people will use excuses of abuse or, you know, whatever to say like, oh, I was introduced to it at an early age, you know, and, and it's just like, not to say like, you know, you need to get over that, but you can't use an addiction as an excuse for you know, point. previous trauma. Right. And the only reason why I bring that up is like, that's part of my kind of journey is, you know, I was introduced to, you know, sexual experiences like very early on by, you know, a couple of younger, um, female friends that I had. Mm-hmm. And, and we're talking probably like, you know, seven or eight or whatever. Um, and 
that was my first experience with that. And that kind of was what I used as an excuse for 10 plus years as the reason why I was addicted to it. And I kept using people as a reason why I'm addicted to this thing instead of just basically kind of manning up and saying like, I'm addicted to it because I don't know how to control myself. I'm addicted to it because I don't have, and this is why I think actually when we're talking, sorry, I know we're trying to land the plane. Okay. I know when we're when we talk about addictions at all, like I think it's very important to fast um, when mm. you're going through an addiction because it teaches you how to control one portion of your body. That's a great point. And you also can control another portion of your body. But like that being said, it's like I had to take ownership for my own, we'll say quote unquote failings or my sure. own addictions that I had in my life and stop blaming people for like this happened to me because, or like, yeah. you know, when this happened, when I was Shake you know, quote unquote molested or whatever, that's what caused me to have this pornography addiction. Cause now you're just passing the blame off to somebody. Sure. Yes. It's a horrible thing. You, you need healing from that, everything else, but stop using that as an excuse to continue to sin. Mm. It, it doesn't make any more sense than saying my father was an alcoholic. So I'm an alcoholic. It's like, well, I know plenty of people who had alcoholic fathers that are now very successful people. Sure. So it's like, you can use it as an excuse, as a crutch, and you can let it continue to cripple you, mm. or you can start taking control of your own life and saying, like, I will be the master of my own body. I will, you know, get control over this Mm. and through the, you know, and obviously recognizing like it is by the grace and power of Jesus that you can do that. Absolutely. But it's like, I like what you said. I think it all, all to, to sum this all up, it all depends on having an accountability group and being vocal about it saying like, Hey, I have this problem and I need a bunch of people to come around me and work as my support group yeah. to get me through this. And it's not even as simple as that. It's the constant request of that. Yeah. It's the constant searching and finding of that. It's the I constant confession. It's the constant confession. Confession isn't necessarily I did. Confession is I need. Mm-hmm. I need help. I need healing. I need accountability. Love I need that. you to walk with me. It's it, it, it's it's much more work than a single line that says I did something bad. Yeah. That's not confession. No. Confession is I am sick yeah and i need to be healthy yeah and i and i'm i'm not stopping yeah until i'm healthy yep that's confession i love that and so i you know just as an encouragement to those out there if you have questions if you're struggling if you're battling if you know somebody that's struggling or maybe what's been uncovered in this podcast is you have a little bit of a hard heart and a lack of empathy towards people who are struggling with such a thing dude please feel free to reach out to us, DM us on Instagram or Twitter or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would love to talk with you and walk with you and hand off some resources to you that we think would be helpful. Um, so with that being said, uh, that's the end of the episode. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Biblical Lenses. or on Facebook at facebook.com slash biblical lenses. Uh, you can head over to the website because I'm actually thinking we're going to get that done in the next couple weeks. So yeah. don't go there yet, but go there soon. Yep. Uh, to check out the show notes and more episodes. We release a fresh podcast every single Wednesday and we would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We will see you later.